Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. And boy, finally, we're going to be off and running when it comes to the NDP leadership race. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Yes, the rules are out on Saturday. There's an awful lot of fine print in this thing. Uh, It runs for pages. But the big deal in the announcement is uh, the race, I guess, starts today. And it concludes December the 3. So they went to a late convention in order to give would-be candidates time to sign up new members. The NDP has a 90-day cutoff on membership. So uh, you got to get going on it. I think you've got till September to sign up new members. Um, the other thing, which I'm kind of amused by this, actually, the New Democrats are making a big deal over the fact that in order to attract candidates to the race, they lowered the entry fee. So last time, in the race that didn't happen, the one that John Horgan was acclaimed in, the entry fee was 25000 bucks. So they've lowered the entry fee to $15,000, and that's a big deal, according to the New Democrats. It comes with a catch, Simi. <laughs> you, you go through the fine print, so if you want to get in the race, you've got to join by mm, October the 4th and pay $15,000. But if you want to stay in the race, you have to pay another $25,000 by the 19th of October. Oh. So the entry fee, they just split it into two installments. If you want to get into the race, uh, it's $40,000. So in the minds of New Democrats, that might actually sound like a reduction, but I think it's going to get a lot of people going, well, yeah, you know, what do you expect? Um, But in any event, uh, that's a lot of money uh, to put up. Uh, It does show, if you can put up $40,000, that you're serious. But the way things look at the moment, Simi, it's going to cost you $40,000 to lose to David Eby, is my view. Okay, and also the timeline here, like December 3rd, that seems like an awful long time when you're right. It it does feel like we're only going to have this one person in the race. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's a... (sighs) The problem for Selena Robinson, the finance minister says she's thinking of running and, you know, she's a serious person and I assume she's taking it seriously. She's also finance minister of British Columbia. And John Horgan has laid down the rule that if you're running for leader, you have to step down as a cabinet minister. Well, summer and fall of every calendar year is given over to preparing the next provincial budget. So Robinson chairs the Treasury Board Committee of Cabinet, and they spend the fall vetting spending applications from all the ministries in government. So if she, if she steps down, that's not a job that can be put on hold. We're going to need a new finance minister, and so she's, her running will raise a major organizational challenge for the Horgan government. The premier himself will be a caretaker until December. So uh, this is a long time with all the troubles out there, Simi, uh, to be putting the government on hold or in caretaker mode uh, when there's so many problems in B.C. to get solved. That is so true. Uh, speaking of which, let's start with that. One of the big ones right now, of course, having to do with health care. Lots of stories in the news this morning about some of the smaller ERs around the province that have had to close their hours overnight or on the weekend, not sitting well. This is going to be a big issue for Adrian Dix. It's a huge issue for Adrian Dix. We also had, I think this is a major embarrassment for him. So back in May, 
in mid-May, Adrian Dix opened one of these nifty new urgent and primary care centers that he says are the future of primary care in British Columbia. So he opened it in Chilliwack, announced funding for it. Last week, the media, news media in Chilliwack's reporting, two months in, that clinic still hasn't been able to attract doctors to work there. That's terrible. So this is supposed to be the backup for the shortage of family doctors. You're supposed to go to an urgent and primary care system, take the pressure off the emergency wards, and you go there and you'll get the kind of team-based care that Adrian Dix says is the future. But, you know, the <laughs> the clinic is two months into its life. Uh, it opened what, May 17th or thereabouts, and... They can't get any doctors to work in it. And this isn't the only one in B.C. that has this problem, right? I, I was struck, you know, during that Premier's conference last week, John Horgan was, he was irked by a number of things. And at one point, in an unguarded moment, he described the urgent and primary care centers as a stopgap, like something temporary until something better comes along. Well, Adrian Dix says they're integral. They're central to the future of healthcare in B.C., um, you know, I think there's a lot of embarrassments out there in the healthcare system and uh, not an awful lot to celebrate in the system at the moment, in my view. Okay, and that's the thing, right? This is going to be an ongoing issue there. Uh, and they don't, look, what else is going on? Is there work being done behind the scenes that you hear about here, Vaughn? Because it just feels like there's an awful lot of noise that isn't getting responded to. Well, the big thing, I guess, that's going on behind the scenes, I mean, apart from lobbying Ottawa for more money, which isn't happening, uh, is uh, we're in negotiations right across the public sector in the province. So we've spent a lot of time paying attention to the government employees union because they're the ones that are threatening to go on strike. But all the other sectors are talking as well at one degree or another, and one of the groups is Doctors of BC. So they have a master agreement which sets out the fee schedule for the province's doctors. And we know, because the Premier said so, that the talks include a discussion about the future of family doctors and fee-for-service. But you know, how is it going? Well, again, Dix announced a little while ago this grand plan to offer family doctors, uh, sorry, graduating medical residents, uh, bonuses to sign as family doctors. So it sounded like a good deal, $25,000 up front, uh, $130,000 in forgiveness uh, uh, for loans taken to train yourself as a doctor, $300,000 guaranteed salary up front. There were no takers. No, no. To date, the health ministry has not announced any takers. Uh, the, the representatives for medical residents are saying the offer is just not good enough. It doesn't deal with the real problems. Enormous overhead costs, enormous paperwork. All the incentives run the other way for doctors. Uh, go on salary, go into specialists, don't take up a family practice. So, you know, I, I won't say they're not trying, because they are trying. I think they're serious about fixing the system, but they're not making an awful lot of progress, and most of the things that they've announced so far turn out not to be the solution. So true. All right, Vaughn, thank you so much. Bye-bye, Simi.